today's word for October 7th, 2020. Man, we're in October already. And yeah, maybe 2020 hasn't been panning out the way that you expected. I don't think anybody expected 2020. But at the end of the day, God is still God. God is still good. He's still sitting on the throne and greater is still coming for you. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I trust that you've been enjoying this series. This is part 41 of the series. And today I get to extol and exalt God. And uh, oh man, I, I, I appreciate God's goodness towards me and I, I trust and I hope that you appreciate God's goodness towards you. The title of today's message is God is better to us than we acknowledge. A lot of times we have to slow down so that we can acknowledge the hand of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the favor of God. God is better to us than oftentimes we acknowledge, but we're going to acknowledge him today. Say amen to that. All right. So today I'm going to cover, yesterday I covered like 12 verses. Sometimes I cover 12, 15, 19, 20 verses. Today we're only going to cover two. So 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 13 and 14. When I read this, this it just kind of leaped out at me. And so we're just going to cover it. We're going to stick right here. This is what the Bible says in these two verses. So David and his men, about 600 of them now. Remember, they were 400. Now all of a sudden they're 600. David and his men, about 600 of them now, left Keilah and began roaming the countryside. Remember, Saul was coming. Word soon reached Saul that David had escaped. And so he didn't go to Keilah after all. So David stayed in strongholds, in the strongholds of the wilderness. So they were like in the woods, like think of the movies, where they were in the woods and they were building strongholds in the wilderness, in, in the woods. And then they were also in the hill country, of Ziph, and Saul was hunting after them day after day after day. But the Bible says that God didn't allow Saul to find David. So, so Saul is hunting after David, and God said, no, I'm not going to let you find him. And so God was, was shielding and protecting David while he was trying to hide with 600 men in the countryside. So you're like, okay, well, Rick, what does that have to do with me? Okay, I got you. Let me tell the story. And then I'll get into the points. So going back to the story, let's, let's think about this for a minute. David led his people, his 400 men, to go to Keilah. Remember that? And so he gets there, fights the Philistines, saves the people of Keilah, and then he asked the Lord two things. When he found out that Saul was coming, he was like, well, Saul is coming. So Lord, I need to ask you something. He said, he goes to the priest. He's, he tells the priest, I don't need you to ask God for me. Mm -mm, I need to hear from God for myself. Give me your ephod. He grabs the ephod, the priestly robe. He puts it on. He inquires of the Lord himself. And he has two questions of God. He says, God, I need to know two things. He was like, what's up? What you need, son? All right. So number one, I need to know if Saul is coming. And number two, I need to know that when he gets here, whether or not the people of Keilah that we just saved, whether or not they're going to they're gonna be with us and, and try to protect us and hide us, or will they turn us over 
to Saul. And God said yes to both. He said, yes, Saul is coming. And yes, these people are going to betray you. And so he was like, dog, I just saved these people. It's like, nah, they're going to betray you. So, so he tells his men, all right, let's go. So they leave. Now, they didn't leave to go to the cave of Adullam where he had set up the stronghold. The text says that they took off and they're roaming now in the countryside. Basically, they're, they're in the woods. And they go. And, 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 and I want to think about this for a minute. Trying to find, I was in the army. I'm sure a lot of people, I have friends that, that were in the army or in the military, so you're probably watching this. And so try to find cover and concealment for 600 people. Six, I mean, 600 people, this is bigger than a battalion. I mean, so now you got to try to find cover and concealment for 600 people. They're in the woods, but it's not like there's two of them. It's not like there's six of them. There's 600 of them, right? So they're there, 600 of them. And let me just highlight that real quick. Um, because as I was looking at this, that jumped out at me. In the last chapter, remember, David had 400. David was in the cave. He comes out of the cave. His brothers are there. His parents are there. And then men start showing up and vowing their allegiance to David. And the text says that there were about 400 of them. And now the next chapter, not a lot has happened. And already his men, his little militia has grown by 50%. He's up to 600 men. I'm talking about the hand of God is blessing David, even when it doesn't seem like he's doing anything about it. He didn't ask for it. These people keep showing up. He goes from 400 to 600, a 50% increase while he's on the run, right? While he's trying to hide from Saul. And so that's the first thing that jumped out of me. And the second thing that jumped out of me is that the text says that Saul was hunting for him day after day after day, but God didn't let Saul find David. God didn't let him. See, see, for years I, I've taught on, on faith and our responsibility towards God and you need to pray and you need to believe and you, you need to ask and all of that stuff. And I got it. Uh, uh, but then I started teaching on grace. And, and, and when, when I teach on faith, when, when I used to teach on faith without teaching on grace, all the emphasis was on me. Like, hey, you need to live by faith. You need to pray. You need to do this. You need. And, and so that was good. It wasn't that it was incorrect, but it was incomplete. And so when I started getting the revelation of God's grace, which I started teaching in 2012, now I understand that everything that we do for God, yes, we're supposed to do it by faith, but everything God does for us, he does it by grace. And grace is unearned, undeserved, unmerited. And so here you have David walking around in the woods, trying to hide 600 people in the woods, trying to find a stronghold in the woods, and God keeps blessing him. And God was shielding and protecting him. And whenever Saul sent out scouts, God was confounding the scouts. And God was shielding and protecting. God would not allow the scouts to find David. It was the grace of God. It was the hand of God. God was shielding and protecting David from, from the attacks of the enemy with 600 men in the woods. Why did God do it? It was his grace. It is God's unearned, unmerited favor. God is far better to us than we are to him. T today's message is about the fact that God is better to us than we acknowledge. You got it? So what does this mean to you today? All right. I have three things to share with you before I release you into the day. You ready? Three things. Number one, look at me. I want you to understand this. God is, right now, God is blessing you in the process. God is blessing you in the process. This series is about faith and patience. I'm teaching you how, as a believer, you ought to receive the major things, right? Major things that God has, has called you to do. And how, when you're standing on something major, say major, 
When you're standing on something major, it's going to take some time. And so you need faith and patience. You need the faith to believe it and the patience to endure long enough to see what God said. And so while you're waiting on that, God is preparing you for your purpose. God is not punishing you. God is preparing you. God is processing you for your divine assignment. I've shared this with you many times. God predestined you to your purpose. God prepared everything that you would ever need to get it done. And now God is preparing you for what he prepared for you. God is preparing you for what he already prepared for you. Say amen to that. Now, uh, while we like to acknowledge the major checkpoints in our lives, like, hey, a graduation or a promotion, or if you're in the military, a certain rank or whatever. So we like to acknowledge those moments. And a lot of times in those moments, we say, first of all, I would like to give honor to God who's the head of my life, right? I mean, I got it. I understand that. Major moments, we like to acknowledge God. But my point is that the blessing is always flowing. So don't just wait to major moments to acknowledge God. You can acknowledge God every day. If you would slow down and, and think about it, if you would slow down and let the Holy Spirit highlight things to you, God is blessing you all the time. God is blessing you in the process while you still are becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. He's not waiting till you get to the destination to bless you. He's blessing you as you go. He's blessing you in the process. David was called to be a king, but while he was waiting to be king, while he was being processed to be king, God was still blessing him. He had, boom, he was in the cave all by himself. Boom, 400 men showed up. Boom, in the next chapter, they're up to 600. Boom, God is shielding up. I'm saying God was blessing David in the process. God is blessing you in the process. God is always working. God is always working, but but the problem is that we're not always acknowledging what he's doing. And so, so sometimes we have to ask the Holy Spirit uh, to give us eyes to see the goodness of God, that we can acknowledge how good God has been to us. In short, let me just say this, that while it is true that you are in the development process, I am in the development process, God is not waiting till we get to, till we, uh, for us to get to the end of the development process to bless us. God is blessing us along the way. God is blessing us in the process. You, you serve a God, I serve a God who doesn't have to wait for a special occasion to bless you. God blesses you every day. If you are discerning, if you ask the Holy Spirit to let you see it, you will be able to see the hand of God in operation, in every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every Zoom call, everything that you do on a daily basis, God is always working. Say amen to that. Number two, God provides divine protection by his unearned grace. Now, I thank God for divine protection when we're, when we're releasing faith, right? So I'm like, hey, Psalms 91, I decree and I declare. You know what I'm saying? So a, a, a thousand can fall on my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. Why? Because I have made the Lord, even the most high, my habitation, my place of dwelling. I give and God gives angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. In my pathway is life and there is no death, no destruction. You know, God is shielding me, protecting me, all of that. I'm releasing my faith for protection. I'm cool. I'm down with that. I do that all the time. But let me be clear about something. Even when you don't pray, God is protecting you. Even when you didn't do all of that, God is protecting you. I'm telling you that, listen, if I ask you to tell your story, you're going to tell your story, but you can only tell it in part. You're like, well, what do you mean, Rick? You can't tell your whole story. 
You know why? Because you don't know your whole story. And you're not going to know your whole story until you get to heaven. It's only when you get to heaven that you're going to realize, you're going to acknowledge that God is going to show you, dude, you don't even know. Like, you don't even know how many times I shielded and protected you. You don't even know how many times there was a drunk, a drunk driver was coming this way and he was about to run in and I, and I just went... And I blew him out the way. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know. You don't even know how many times I stepped in to shield and protect you from all harm. You don't even know how many times people had a plot and a plan and a scheme at work. And they was trying to do this to you and do that to you. And I said, nope, the devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. You don't even know. I mean, there's so many times that God has shielded us and protected us. So we don't even know. Like right now, we only know part of the story. When we get to heaven, we'll know a greater part of the story. God has been working. Uh, all the time, behind the scenes in your life, protecting you for, for his plans and purposes. And he has been doing it by grace. David didn't even know. David is walking through the woods with his men. Hey, hide. Let's stay here. He don't even know that God was, was shielding and protecting him. God, he didn't even realize or acknowledge. He, didn't even, he had no way of knowing that God was protecting him and keeping Saul's scouts from finding him all along the way. I'm talking about a God who loves you enough to shield you and to protect you for your purpose by his unearned, undeserved, amazing grace. All right, let me keep going in this point. This morning, I want you to, to pause for a moment and just to think about the things that you don't even know, right? I want you to start today, make, make a practice of this. Start to give God praise for the things that you know and the things that you don't even know about. I mean, one of the most amazing experiences I had, I've shared this story with you before, is that when I was a young believer, I was, um, the Holy Spirit took me down memory lane. And, and I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. That was no joke. And so, so he showed me like all these things that happened in Brooklyn. I had a gun to a 357 Magnum to my head when I was 11 years old. I had knives in my throat. I've been shot at multiple times. And then one time I was shot at with a sawed off shotgun. Now, I saw it off shotgun, and I was in the line of sight. The guy wasn't shooting at me, but I was in the wrong place, wrong time. I was looking at a fight, and then boom. And so anyway, I'm in line of sight of a sawed-off shotgun. Boom. The guy shoots it, and, not, and, and I could hear the pellets all around me, and it didn't touch me. And, and, and the Holy Spirit took me back. I was like, you remember this? I said, yeah, I remember that. He said, that was me. Oh, snap. You remember this? Yeah, I remember that. That was me. Oh, snap. You remember this? I remember that. That was me. I was protecting you for your purpose. Now, it wasn't like I was praying. So it wasn't that God was doing it for me. Now, I do have a mother who was praying. I do have a grandmother who was praying. I don't even know. When I, get, I, won't, I won't know till I get to heaven, like who was praying for me or, or why God was doing what he's doing. But what I do know is this. God was shielding me and protecting me for his purpose. God did it for David. God did it for me. And God will do it for you. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. And finally, third point. As I close, my last point for today, look at me. God is far better to you than you can ever be to him. I, I, I want you to acknowledge God's goodness. He is better to you than you are to him. In our text, while God was being good to David, blessing him and protecting him, he didn't even know it. And, and, and that's the thing that was like, that was sinking in. David had no idea what God was doing for him. And that's how it is with us sometimes. Sometimes we don't even know what God is doing. And then, then I, I like what my pastor, Tony Brazelton, I, I like when he acknowledges this. He says, hey, man, uh, I want people to come and give a testimony, but don't do it the wrong way. People come up to the front of the stage, you give them the mic, 
and then they start their testimony, and they start their testimony by saying, first of all, give an honor to God who's the head of my life, you know, to the pastors, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, okay, well, look at what I did. I prayed, I sowed a seed, I worked, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, and then they go, and God did it. That's not a real testimony. If you was honest, his, this is what it would really sound like if you was honest. You grab the mic, okay, guys, let me be honest with y'all. I did nothing. <laughs> let, let me be honest with y'all. I was struggling with my faith and God blessed me anyway. Or let me be honest with you. I didn't even pray. And look at what God did. I'm saying like, let's be honest about some stuff. God is far better to you than you are to him. Give God some praise. Give God some glory. If you would be honest with it, you are not always strong in faith. You are not always decreeing and declaring. You are not always doing the right things. And God blesses you anyway. God blesses you far, far greater than anything you can earn or deserve. God blesses you by grace. So when you give your testimony, don't make yourself the star of the story. If you're going to give a testimony, make sure that God is the star of the story because that's a testimony. You are giving God praise. You acknowledging his goodness, his kindness, his favor, his mercy. God is way better to me than I could ever be to him. Say amen to that. All right. Last thing I'll say is that if God only gave us, you and I, what we deserve, we would be men and women most miserable. I thank God for his grace towards us. God, if we were to be honest, God often blesses us despite us. Not because of us, but despite us. God has to overlook our faults and our flaws and our failures, and he blesses us anyway. He does it by his unearned and amazing grace. So don't act like God is blessing you because of you. A lot of times God has to bless you despite you, and the church said amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for blessing me in the process. I have not arrived at your desired destination for my life. I am not yet the person you call me to be. I am still in the process of developing. But I thank you, Father, for not reserving your blessing to the end. <laughs> you have blessed me. You are blessing me. And you will continue to bless me while I am becoming. You are better to me than I am to you. You have shielded me from attacks I knew nothing about. When I get to heaven, I'm going to find out about all those things you protected me from. You shield and protect me from dangers. And for that, I will always give you praise. So, Father, I thank you for what I know. I thank you for what I don't know about. And the best part is that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day acknowledging that God has been better to you than you've been acknowledging. So make sure you give him praise. Give God praise for stuff you don't even know about. Give God, I'm, I just start to give from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message has been a blessing to you, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And as you head into this day, please, 
acknowledge God's goodness towards you. He's been better to you than you've been to him. Give him praise. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.